0: I forgot to turn on anger. So for all our anger listeners out there, Glory to God glory to god git 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 good morning and let us thank God radio let let let, 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 let 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 us thank God. Radio LUTGradio.com, dot WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Yeah yeah, I am Kathy Brox, and this is the Lutg Radio Show. Oh. Woo, Amen. Good morning, God, because you are the Most High. Thank you, Jesus, the Lord Jehovah. Woohoo! Thank you, Jesus. All right, so. <laughs> as i was saying we're gonna open up in prayer we're gonna put on the whole armor oh, god and then we're gonna talk about today john 14 and 12 and um uh, today we're talking about life and uh god jesus life god jesus that's what it is yesterday we was talking about uh loving one another and um being kind amen that's important to love one another the way jesus loves the church and for some of y'all that say you hate jesus i, I wish that you wouldn't but That's your free will choice. So you don't believe that Jesus is the risen Lord. But you do believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is the father of Jesus. And his name is the Lord God I am. You may know him as Jehovah. The Lord Adonai. Amen. So love the way he loves. Amen. Glory to God. And you'll be all right. Yes, you will. Man, Because you're going to have an encounter with Jesus He's going to be like Yo Saul What's up Saul Who would soon become Paul What's up Saul Why are you over there slaying my people bro Hey hey they with me man They with me What are you doing man Yo yo I'm going to have to knock you out for a couple of days And then we're going to bring you back Alright <laughs> <laughs> that's just my little skit on god and god his god has encounters with people that are zealous for the father and they think that people going around saying that jesus is lord is like lying because they they're just so they're so passionate about god and how dare you lie on god and God has to have an encounter with him and go, "Yo bro they were me I right? chill chill I right? how many times y'all had to say that chill I right? <laughs> we' gonna open up in prayer <laughs> We're going to open up in prayer. So uh, what actually ended up happening is um, Saul became blind for about three days. And then uh, the very people that he was hunting ended up praying for him because God told him that they would. They prayed for him for him to receive his sight. But I'll admit, they was like, we don't want to give him back his sight. He over here trying to kill us. And God's like, I already talked to him about that. He ain't going to do that no more. They're like, well, all right, Lord, we'll trust you. Okay, Lord God, we'll pray you do it. <laughs> and so that's what happened he got his sight back uh (laughs) okay so we're gonna go ahead and open up in prayer and then uh we'll put on the whole armor god and then we're gonna talk about life and jesus and god and how that relates to us so father 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 in the name of jesus lord god we come to you through the shared blood of your Son Jesus Christ, Lord Jehovah, we come to you through your witness, the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus Christ, your witness. Amen. Through it is His blood that set us free, and we thank you for your Son, Lord Jesus, Lord Jehovah. We thank you for your Son. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you for loving us abundantly. We thank you for your peace and for your strength. We thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us. You gave us your word that you would never leave nor forsake us. You said that you would provide for us and that you would always make yourself available to us. And that if we would ask you anything, pray, ask, believe, receive, that we may receive, that we will receive the blessings that you have for us, all the blessings that Jesus paid for <clears throat> on the cross to be restored to us. All the blessings in heaven that you wrote down for us went before the foundations of the earth. Anything that was abandoned with sin, you did not throw it out with the bath water. Oh no, you preserved it because the king was coming. You were sending your son to restore us back to your glory before your face, to restore us to the kingship that you made for us to restore us to the inheritance that you provided for us and i thank you lord god that the greatest part of the inheritance that you gave us is the ability to stand before your face to stand before you lord god and just to thank you to thank you for loving us and for providing a way back to you to thank you for restoring us lord god I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. The body of Christ is always ready to do whatever God says. you like, Kathy, that's not entirely true. Oh, no, it's true. We're always ready to do it. We may not want to do it. But we're always ready to do it. Why? Because there is no lack in God. There is no lack in heaven. Jesus does things that he may not necessarily like to do. Like for example, somebody just cussed his name. But yet in the next moment they go, Jesus, help. He goes, you you don't want to get yourself into this. You just cussed me. But what does Jesus do? He goes and he helps them. He don't let your twisted mouth keep you from the blessing. If anything, he'll go, okay, cool. I'm going to use that to get them to see the truth. He goes and helps because his name says that he will do it. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord God, holding true to your word. I thank you, Lord God, for helping us to remain faithful in you. In the name of Jesus, Amen. You're listening to lutgradio.com, WKKP digital broadcast, and I thank you, Lord God, that every person listening will be blessed and that they'll be blessed to be a blessing. Share the link for lutgradio.com. Sow a seed, money, financial seed. Sow a financial seed, Amen. Into lutgradio.com. Uh, Just come and just click on the give tab. Um, You can also share the link, which will help bring more people who will maybe be able to give when you can't. Um, and then uh, maybe it, you could also, you know, you got influence with people, sponsors and whatnot, you know, use your influence to be a blessing. All right. Amen. Enough said. Alright, so. We're going to go ahead and put on the whole armor of God. Y'all know where we at. We're in the book of Luke. Amen, amen. We are in the book of Luke. Woo! Amen. I told you at this time um, about a time when um, I was younger. And uh, one of my cousins said, man, I think I'm going to die at 29. And I said, shut up. No, you ain't. He's like, look, look at my hand. My hand, my lifeline on my hand stopped short. I said, well, mine is short too. And it's broken into three parts. <laughs> and I said, I guess that means... I live, I die, I live, I die, I live, I die. <laughs> so I was like, I guess I'll be brought to like, brought back a couple of times. No. <laughs> so, I was like, if you stop saying I'ma die at 29, you won't die at 29. Cause remember, like I ain't even now see I wouldn't even save at the time. But I, I it's like I had a like a like I had like an inner witness or something. I didn't <laughs> I had not made a confession of faith, even though I had wanted to be saved and God knew I wanted to be saved and I would read anything that I could find. I was just one of those people. I would just read any and everything. If it was before, if it was, if it was within my reach, I was reading it. Except for when I discovered it was like a dirty book, I wouldn't even read that. But you know, if there was a Bible or something or a book or whatever, I would be over there trying to read it. I would just be reading it. I'd be trying to understand it. I would go and get a dictionary. I would just sometimes we had a dictionary, sometimes we didn't. And so anyway, and I would uh I would be I would go out into the backyard and the sky would open up and I would hear the gospel being preached. I kid you not, just all kinds of miracle things would happen because I I really wanted God. I really wanted him so much. And so, but anyway, so I'm I'm like a young teenager now, and he goes. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm going to die at 29. <laughs> so, like, you ain't going to die at 29. Stop making that confession. If you stop confessing that, that won't happen. And so he said, okay, I'm going to start confessing that. Well, he's over 50 years old now. So <laughs> I guess I was right. <laughs> With long life, will God satisfy you and show you his salvation? Here's another example. Uh, he was out, he was over in some foreign country and, uh, um, he was in the military and he was in this foreign country and he's, uh, they were shelling, you know, they were shelling all over the place. And there's, uh, the, these guys that they were fighting this country, they were fighting, started to, uh, they wanted they targeted the, the military base. And as the, uh, Right I guess right before the guy pressed the button for this missile to go off or to drop or whatever, um, I was uh God had told me pray. I think that's how it went. He said, Pray. And so I said, Okay. And I started praying. And he says and then he um he says uh he calls us later and he says, I heard God say leave the tent. And I was thinking to myself, Yeah, that was God. Me and God was working on that. And he tried to get the other people to leave the tent, but they wouldn't leave. And so God told him a second time, leave now. And so he's like, as soon as I left, the bomb hit. Now he felt bad that, that those people got hurt, but they wouldn't listen to him. A few people listened and the other ones would not listen because they didn't think that it would happen, but God, and he was trying to explain to them what it was. But it was God looking out for him. God had me and a few other people praying. It's like whoever is available to pray is whoever, you know what I'm saying? Who will just do it right there. He'll pray. Sometimes he'll tell you who it is and sometimes he won't. He'll just tell you pray. And lo and behold, because he came to mind as I was praying. And then when he said that, I was like, huh, that was a day. That God asked me to pray. And so anyway. um, we, we just keep going. Amen. I want you to start speaking life over yourself. Say I shall live and not die. With long life will God satisfy me. And show me his salvation. I want you to say that. I shall live and not die. Every morning for the last few days. I kept. I've been hearing a spirit say things like, "Oh, there's a spirit of death in your house. Oh, you gonna die if you do this. You gonna die. You gonna you gonna die tonight." And I kind of just laugh because I'm like, I already know life and death is in the power of your tongue. And what the thing is really saying is, give me permission to take your life. Don't give no spirit permission to take your life. That spirit of death is actually asking you for permission to take your life. Don't give it to him. Say, with long life will the the Lord satisfy me and show me his salvation. Don't give it to him. Don't give anything permission to make you sick or to do any harm to you. Uh Uh-uh. Don't do it. That's like giving a, a bank robber keys, to, uh, you know, a thief keys to your house. Don't give it to him. All right. So anyway. Um, I'm going to book a Luke 24, 45. It says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Some of y'all are tripping like, well, what if it was God? Uh, God will warn people. He will. But when God wants you, wants you to come home, he'll do the same thing to you that he did to Moses. Moses, go to sleep. He'll do the like for example, preachers that um that struggle with addictions and things like that. He'll wait he he try he will talk, 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 correct, 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 and if they don't receive, he just bring them home suddenly. Boom they hit hitting the flow. So, when, if God wants to take your life, he'll do it. He ain't got to wait for nothing. But life and death is in the power of your tongue. God can't take your life unless you do something that is against his word. He needs authority. Even God needs authority to take your life. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. You have dominion in the earth. Remember, he's patient. I know I just said if he wants to take your life, he can. He can. You, you are made up of the word of God, but he won't violate his word. That's what I'm trying to get over to you. God won't violate his word. But when you violate his word, he has now the right To either correct you or remove the word from you. Remove his breath from you. He has different ways of doing things. He prefers to correct people. His type of vengeance is salvation. I kid you not. When you ask God to get vengeance for you for a certain thing, the first thing he going to try and do is get that person saved. That's the first thing he going to try and do. Well, if if they in the midst of taking somebody's life, he going to stop that. And then the next thing he gonna do is try and get them saved. No joke. That's what he do. No joke. That's why he's so merciful. Okay, so um, I'm in Ephesians chapter 6. God is so good and he's merciful. Some of y'all are trying to figure out how do I get around? How do I do the thing that God asked me to do? But she's saying that. I'm not going to die. I'm saying no. I said life and death is in the power of your tongue. When you violate the word of God, you have now just given God permission to supersede the authority that he gave you. So if he told you to do something, do it. I'm not going to say what he told you because then I'm putting all your business in the street. But if God told you to do something, do it. It's as simple as that. Remember, he needs permission to move in the earth. He needs permission to move in the earth. All right. So Ephesians chapter six, verse 10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all. Taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench. All the fiery darts of the wicked. Mm. Um, I'm on verse 17. And then, then it says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I like that. I really like that part. I like all of it. But right there, that's your weapons right there. Amen verse 18 and 19 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints and uh, let's see here and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel amen verse 24 grace Be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Here's something really silly. The enemy will tell you something like, Don't read a scripture that has a name of a person that that has done you wrong or mistreated you. That is silly. Read the scriptures because this is the word of God and it will help you. And it also help you to forgive the person that trespassed against you. I can't tell you how many times I have been told that by the enemy. And I just laugh because I'm like, that's silly. What he really is trying to say is, don't read the word of God. Read the word of God. It'll help you, not hurt you. It'll help you, not hurt you. Go with me to the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verse 24 through 27. Amen. Numbers 6, 24 through 27. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Go me to the book of number, uh, the book of Psalms, Psalms ninety one. Psalms ninety one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Pardon me for belching in y'all ear. Nor for the destruction that of at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall, they shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, Shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory to God. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Last one, Isaiah 54. We're putting on the whole armor of God. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. the righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. This here line right here tells me you're not supposed to be depressed nor oppressed. Amen. Don't accept those spirits. I know they're pretty strong, but don't accept them. Choose joy. It may sound silly to choose joy, but choose joy. Amen. Don't hurt yourself. Choose joy. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Okay, so I'm gonna just hit this real quick, just so you understand where I'm coming from. Most people do that listen to the show. When I say that you're not so, that oppression and depression, it God is not for you, and it shouldn't be on you. That's because God didn't give you a spirit of fear, nor terror, and depression and oppression are spirits of distress. They're spirits of depression. They. They press on you and they, it, it keeps pressing on you and it keeps pressing on you. Like, for example, you ever seen a football team practice They runs and they go up and they have to push this this cushion thing like they push a person and they have to push. You see, some, you see it? And I forget what the I don't know. I forget what the machine is, but y'all know. Y'all seen it in movies and they have to push and, and they run and run and they got to be able to push this thing to a certain line push it back but how do they do it do they like lean back on their heels and try and push no they're leaning forward and they're pressing in to move that thing back right just like if they were standing uh, face to face with their opponent to keep to keep them from crossing over to their field goal uh, to their uh, touchdown area they got to push them back away from their touchdown area right and they can't do it if they if they just stand still. They can't do it if they're sitting on their heels. They have to press in, and they're on their toes, and they're running, and they're pushing forward. But as they're pushing forward, this person is going back. Okay. Now, when the enemy comes at you, he's your opponent. But if you are not pre- and and he's pressing on you. So if you are not using the word of God against him, he going to keep pressing on you till you fall down and then he going to stand on you and make you think you can't get up. Make you think that you can't be happy. But when the enemy comes at you instead of just standing there going la 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 la, la. I just I just accept this behavior. I'll accept whatever the enemy is saying to me. Like, for example, he'll start telling you things like, oh, man, your nose is huge. Look at your ears. You all funny looking. Your eyes are all messed up. You cock Which way you looking? You ugly. You broke. You ain't gonna never have nothing. Now, you got to decide within yourself, am I going to accept that stuff? No, you don't accept it. Look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. I am of God's taste. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am rich. God doesn't have, there's no poverty in heaven. God said the kingdom of heaven is mine. And being poor is a spirit. It's not an actuality. It's a spirit. Having a lack of money is when you accept that spirit of poverty. Don't accept it. You ever notice that some people that don't have a lot. But they don't know. That they are considered poor. That they're considered a person that's without. Why? Because they're full of joy. All their needs are met. They got a place to stay. They got clothes and shoes on their feet. They got, you know, money to get to work, go to school. They always got food. They always got water. They're happy. They're joyous. They they, they enjoy their family. They pray together. They go to church. They may not have a billion dollars in the bank, but in their heart, they are abundantly rich. They're so rich that they can feed other people and still have plenty for leftovers. They ain't on public aid. And they constantly get money coming in. So who's really poor? It's what they say about themselves that makes the difference between a person that has a billion dollars and is oppressed and depressed and taking a bunch of pills. Compared to the person, where well, maybe they don't have everything that that billionaire has. But they have they are full of joy. They are happy all the time. They may they, they have trials and tribulations, but they don't stay in the trial and tribulation. They go through. Because it's what they say, it's what they confess over themselves. They don't receive a spirit of fear. Don't let the enemy press in on you. Stand when you stand against the enemy you use the word of god Ephesians 6:10 through 18 19 and 24 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 through 6 you stand against the wiles of the enemy and as you are standing and to stand is to confess the word of god as you're confessing the word of god the word of god becomes your your football team And it begins to press against the devil and pushes him back and pushes him back and pushes and pushes and stomps him back down to hell. It pushes him back. It'll throw him as far as the east is from the west, never to be seen again. It will push the enemy off of you. Use the word of God. Stand. The word is your shield and your buckler. It will become everything that you need it to be to get the enemy off of you. You don't have to be sad. You don't have to be crying. You don't have to. You don't have to fake joy. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. Use the word of God. When some person comes to you and says, well, I'm concerned that you're this, this, and this. That's from the devil. That's not from God. Use the word of God. 2 Corinthians ten four through 6 Ephesians six ten through 17, 18, 19, and 24. The Lord's Prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 14. Stand against the wiles of the enemy. Because I guarantee you, when you don't use the word of God, the enemy is coming with his own words of destruction. you understand all right now john 14 and 12 Thursdays. oh you're listening to lutjradio.com on 102.4 fm and um any affiliate stations that we may have and i probably have not mentioned as of yet i appreciate you now thank you don't forget lutjradio.com, wkkp digital broadcasting and that is a call sign and um give thank you so much so john 14 and 12 john 14 and 12 says and we're talking about life john 14 and 12 says verily verily i say unto you he that believeth on me the works that i do he shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because i go unto my father amen Jesus is telling us, I want you to do greater. So when somebody tells you, oh, you can't do greater than Jesus. Say, yes, I can. He said so. Yes, I can. Because he said so. It's in John 14 and 12. Jesus says he expects me to do greater. One day, my mother came up to me and whispered, you're going to do greater than me. You're going to be greater than me. You're supposed to be greater than me. I guess she had heard it on the news or some some documentary program. That the kids are supposed to exceed the parents. Which is true. The kids are supposed to exceed the parents. In every way. In wisdom and knowledge and finances. They're supposed to. But when you tell your child that. You got to make sure that you keep. That you don't hinder them in their growth. Like, for example, some parents, and they shouldn't do this, but some will do it. They will hinder one so that the other one can grow. So the other one can have a head start. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. You don't know everything about the heart of your children. You may know how they were when they were younger. But as they get older, they stop telling you things that they believe in for. Like, for example, me. When I was growing up and I kind of stopped talking, I I just really wrote things in my journal or um, I didn't even write it down. Some of the things that I really wanted to keep to myself, I never wrote it down, not ever. And so one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to make it such that my family um, had money. I wanted to be able to bless them. And I'm a giver. So when I bless people, I I don't ask them to pay it back. When I give, I give. That's it. I don't ask nobody. I don't ask nobody to pay it back. I was a person that would go around and buy everybody a griff, a griff, not a griff, a gift. Buy everyone a gift for Christmas because I'm a gift giver. I'm a giver. That's what I would do. And I would start like my grandmother would do. Cause to me, and my grandmother used to start. This is something we had. We would do every year. We would start in the summer buying gifts for Christmas because there were so many kids. And so we would we would listen to what, you know, people wanted. And as, you know, as as things went on and we would see them on sale, we would see the items on sale and we would go and get them and we would hide them in her closet or wherever. And then when Christmas came around, you know, it'd be big on TV, da, 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 da. but we would already have it. <laughs> And so we would wrap it and give it to them. <laughs> that's what we would do. Or if it would sometimes it'd be something like they needed or something they wanted. Um sometimes, you know, you just get cash wrapped in an envelope. I mean <laughs> I mean, and for some people that's ooh, this is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> I say all that to say is. You are supposed to do greater than your parents, but don't hinder one child so that another one can grow because you end up stunting or or perverting the things that they actually want to do for the family. Most children want to bless not just their mom and their dad, but their brothers and their sisters. And so when you stop one person from growing, you actually stop the whole family from growing. You don't know what plans they had on blessing. And so, you should never hinder one child to help another. Not ever. I don't care if they don't have 50 babies out there as a teenager. You don't hinder the other ones. For for one that made a bunch of mistakes. Because when you do that, they don't grow. They are always stunted emotionally. They don't grow. Anyway. So... You can do greater because Jesus said you can do greater than him. You're supposed to do more than Jesus. And verse 13, he says, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name that I will do. That will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. So he says, whatever you want, you ask and I'll do it. (laughs) And check this out. I'm doing it for the so that my father will be happy with what I'm doing. It pleases him when I bless you when you ask for something. So Jesus ain't doing it for us. He's doing it for the father. He's doing it because he's trying to please the father. It, it'll help you, but it also pleases the father. So Jesus is a father pleaser. Ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> we are father pleaser. We want to please the Lord too. If you should ask anything in my name, I will do it. So God is like, Jesus is like, ask me for something because I want to glorify the Father. Ask me for something. Ask God for something. Ask Jesus for something. So the Father can be glorified. Ask him for something that you can't do. We're supposed to live a long life and a blessed life. And John 17 and 3, it says, and this is life eternal, that they might know, that they might know these, I'm sorry, thee, that they might know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. God has always been talking about salvation. His disciples are always talking about salvation and about life and about living a life unto God. Once you get saved and you make a confession of faith and you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and he forgives all your sins, you don't stop there. You have to keep that life alive, that belief in that faith in Jesus. You got to keep it alive by holding tight to the word of God. You got to read the word, listen to the word, speak it and speak the truth about it. When you don't understand something, ask Jesus. If you're reading something in the Bible and it seemed like totally hinky hinky, like what's up here? Uh, That sound like something like my boy would do or my girl would do from back in the day. Hold on. What's up with that? Ask Jesus. Look, Jesus. Ain't that a law? Lord, you know, <laughs> remember when Nicodemus in John chapter three, Nicodemus goes and Nicodemus start questioning Jesus about heaven. He's like, you don't believe the word that is standing before you right now. And Jesus is like, well, you must be born again. And Nicodemus is like, I'm a grown man. How am I going to go back into my mother's womb? Nicodemus truly did not understand. Why didn't he understand? Because he didn't believe and he didn't accept the words that Jesus was speaking already. He wanted to know, but he he kept thinking carnally. And Jesus is saying, you got to believe what I'm telling you from my mouth. I am the Lord. I am the one that's going to pay the price on the cross for your sins. I'm going to defeat death, hell, and the grave. And he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe life that was standing right before him. He didn't believe it. You got to hold tight to the word of God. Hold tight to it. And don't be afraid to ask God questions. I'm not joking. I asked God a, a, quite a few questions that some people think I'm rude and they ask him, but I don't care. I would rather ask God a question. He said, Kathy, that it's just silly or whatever. I would rather hear him say, that's so funny or whatever, but he'll still explain what it is. And, but if you ask him a question, he's not going to call you silly for asking a question. People call you silly for asking a question, but God don't ask him a question. There's some things that I found out in the Bible and I thought I had read this thing like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. And today is the first day that I see this. And I told God the other day, I just saw something that you did. You didn't say it, but you wrote it down. And so he don't reveal everything to everybody. He let, he let the father reveal it. So as you get closer to God, the word starts to open up and you start seeing what God really meant when he wrote these things down and I go, well, I just saw what you did. <laughs> and it has to do with heaven and the kingdom of heaven. And so anyway, um God wants to bless us. It's all about, it's all about the blessing. It ain't nothing real bad. It ain't nothing. Actually ain't nothing bad at all. It's just really about the revelation of heaven and what God is doing for us. That's, that's all it is. But he, he was hiding it from the enemy. And so since he was hiding it from the enemy, I just told him I saw it, but I ain't going to say nothing. And so I'm still not going to say that because I just wanted him to know that I saw it. That's it. That's, I just wanted him to know that I saw it. And so, <laughs> and so I'll ask God all kinds of questions. I'm not afraid to ask him a question. I'm not afraid to be embarrassed. I I don't care about shame. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. Because if I can't ask God a question, then that's the problem. That's the problem. And so I want you to feel free to ask Jesus anything. Ask Jesus anything that comes to your mind. Anything you can't figure it out ask him if you even if you think you figured it out say god this is what i was thinking about this scripture is that right am i am i going in the right direction you want to wait you want to compare your your understanding against the word of god let it line up with the word of god if you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior but you want to now is a time now is a time to give your heart to the lord Now is the time to say yes to Jesus, to be forgiven of all your sins. Amen. In John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But you want to. Repeat this prayer after me. Amen. Lord Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess. My sins before you this day. I give up my past life. With Satan. And close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, and from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus, and share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know is commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus with evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Congratulations. You just got saved on LUTJradio.com WKKP Digital Broadcasting. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. Thank you, Lord, for our salvation. That's what you say. Thank you, Jesus. Now, what do you do? Now that I am saved, what next? After you've given God thanks. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah for my salvation. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me of all my sins. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If if there's any sickness in your body, then uh, pray for yourself. Usually when you get saved, uh, if there's any sickness in your body, the blood will take care of it right then and there. Some of you um, will need to get prayer. Um, And some of you will need to pray for yourself. Because you may not be in a place, you know, where there's uh, elders and whatnot. Um, So whoever led you to salvation, that's that's your elder. (laughs) That's going to be the one that's going to be laying hands on you. If you're listening to me over the radio, then I can agree with you. I don't know where you're where you're hurting, if it's your vision, your ears, your leg, your arms, uh, any innards or whatnot, wherever it is. Uh, if it's something on the inside that you can't really point to, just put your hand on top of your head. And just say, I rebuke sickness in my body and I command my body to be healed. Amen, and if it's a body part, point to that body part and say, "I rebuke sickness in my ear or I rebuke sickness in my eyes, and i I command my body by my eyes or my body part, whatever part it is, to be healed, and just let it receive its healing. um for some it it happens right away for others it may take a little bit but don't speak against your healing just like when you go to the car and you turn the, put the key in ignition and turn it over you expect it to to start and run right you never say okay car you better not start you go no okay car you expect it to start. Put the key in. You turn it, it. It goes on. And then you drive. Let it warm up. And you drive where you got to go. And so I want you to put the word. In your Before your eyes every day. In your ears. And speak it from your mouth. Read the Bible every day. Because you build, you're building up your faith. You're building up strength on the inside. It's like putting fuel on the inside. Like you put gasoline in your car for fuel. So it'll take you places. So put the word. In your body, in your ears, and your before your eyes, and you know, off your let it come off your lips, so that you're feeding your body, you're feeding your soul, you're feeding your body, your temple, so it can get stronger and take you places. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, take the ten-week foundation course; it's free. And um, don't forget, tell somebody you got saved on lutgradio.com on the L U T Radio Show with me, Kathy Brox. And remember to read that Bible every day. Uh, And if you go to the resource pages on com, you'll see different places to uh, where you can get yourself a Bible. Amen. And continue taking authority over yourself. And I pray that God will give you a church to attend. Amen. Amen. And um, Jesus loves you, beloved. And so do I. Uh, the churches you want to go to. Is the ones that teach from the Bible. In spirit and in truth. Meaning they actually believe what they're teaching. All right? So you want to stay away from the ones. That call themselves a church. But they're preaching Satanism. You want to steer clear. Of the ones that call themselves a church. But they don't use not one scripture. In any sermon. At all. You want to stay away from the ones that. Say they're preaching the gospel, but they never mention the name Jesus. So I pray that God will send you to a church that teaches from the uh, Holy Bible in spirit and in truth. And believe the word of God and believe that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. Amen. That they believe in the Father and in the Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Alright, my name is Kathy Brox. This is the LUTJ Radio Show. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Remember John 14 and 12. Amen. Greater. You should do greater than Jesus. Because he said so. Alright? Alright. Peace out. Jesus loves you, beloved. And so do I. Y'all have a blessed day. 102.4 FM WKKP Digital Broadcasting. LUTJradio.com Share the link. Give on LUTJradio.com become a sponsor.